13 or 14, um, and the gospel of his kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. And uh, I think that's a very important scripture for all of us as Christians, right, to, to go out, you know, the Bible says to go out and be witnesses to all nations, right? Because the end, it, it will it will come. And the Bible talks about it a lot. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. My name is Rafael. I'm a co-host of the Light It Up podcast. Today's guest is Ezra, and he is from the New Mexico's Pados House. And today, Wyatt will not be able to attend today's episode, but me and JJ got it covered. And uh, I hope, I thank you for watching, and I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, my name is Rafael, and this is the Light Up podcast. And we have a special guest named Ezra, he is from the New Mexico Potter's House. And uh, Ezra, why don't you take us away and give us a little short testimony? Hello, my name is Ezra Saavedra. Uh, I go to the Potter's House here in the North Valley of Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, I guess we could start off just, you know, first off, you know, when I, I, was, I was basically born in the church, you know. You got these people that always say they're a church kid, but I was... I was a real church kid, you know. Uh, first person to hold me was my pastor at that time. So uh, I was I was born in the church, a church kid, you know, and uh, you know just living out my life, I guess. But uh, you know, some things ended up happening down the, uh, the years years past, you know, and. Uh, my parents ended up backsliding and, you know, me being just a, a kid at that point, not knowing, you know, who God really was to me. Um, I just went with my parents at that point when they backslid and uh, I uh, left the church. And uh, we did come back to the church a few times at that point. We'd get come back for like a year. Then uh, we end up, they end up leaving again. Uh, not this time, but the last time before that, you know, my parents did end up staying in the church for a couple years. And, uh, that's where I kind of started learning more about God and, you know, who he was. And then, uh, they ended up leaving again and I just went with them, you know, just cause I was still young at that point, not knowing who God was, but, you know, like they say sin is only fun for a season and i started to notice that you know it was fun not being in church you know having time to go to do what i want hang out with friends not being in church 24 7 every day of the week but you know things started going uh downhill in life for my family at that point where uh you know they started fighting you know arguing more um and before my parents were saved uh they were uh they did drugs but uh when they came back, when they were in church, you know, they got clean from drugs, were sober. And, uh, 
when they weren't in church, you know, they started using drugs again during that point in my life. And that's when I started realizing, you know, when was I happiest? When was my happiest point in life? And that was uh, when I was in church and I, I realized that, you know, and then uh, one day in January of 2019, my parents decided, hey, let's, let's all go to church. And uh, I ended up going with them that day and uh, I kind of had it set in my mind that I wasn't going to end up um, getting saved at that point. Because, you know, I, it, was fun, it was fun living in sin, you know. So uh, I don't even remember what was preached that day, uh, what, what the sermon was about. Um, but it got to the point at the end when the altar call was pulled. And I was like, you know what, God, if you're really real, you know, you, you'd show me some way, you, you'd do something that would make me know that you're real. And, uh, you know, I didn't raise my hand for the altar call, but it was, it was in the middle of the altar call that the, uh, the drummer who was here at that point ended up getting off the drums in the uh, middle of the altar call, walking over to me. And uh, I knew him because he was my children's church uh, leader when I was uh, in church, a little kid. And he ended up, you know, asking me, you know, how my how I'm doing, how how's life been, and if I was saved. It was kind of that moment then, you know, where it clicked. Like, okay, God, you're listening, and uh, that you you are showing me that you're real at that point in life. And uh, so, I ended up praying the sinner's prayer that day, and just from that day, my everything in my life changed. You know started, you know, coming to church more when I could at that point. It was maybe one or two services a week until it started getting consistent where I was coming every service and uh, God was moving. And at that point, you know, I started coming to church to come clean the church on Sunday mornings with the ushers. And I didn't know I wasn't even eligible for ministry at that point. I think I was like four months, five months saved at that point. And I could safely say that in that point of life, that point in my life, you know, I, I really surrendered to God and gave God my life and, you know, put everything in his hands and trusted in him. And, you know, he, you know, if you surrender to God, if you give God your all, you give him all that you want, all, all of yourself to him, you know, he'll, he'll use you and he'll, he'll, uh, give you favor. And that's, that's exactly what happened. Um, I ended up joining ministry as soon as I was eligible, became an usher. Um, a few months later, I joined the song service worship team as a backup singer. And then, uh, I ended up getting, uh, being the song service leader worship leader. Um, I wasn't very good at it. Um, but God, God's been helping me and, uh, that, that all transpired within a couple months of me, uh, joining ministries, you know, really just saying, God, use my life, whatever you need. And, um, it was, God was there, you know, and, 
my uh, parents were still a little iffy about church. They didn't, they really didn't come like I did. Uh, they weren't really all gung-ho for Jesus at that point. Um, some things ended up happening where we had to be separated from our parents and go live with another family in the church, uh, me and my sister. Uh, we ended up doing that. We were with some people from the church for about a couple months before they ended up backsliding and leaving the church. Uh, at that point, you know, I was still saved. I didn't end up backsliding. I was still living for Jesus. Um, and we, me and my sister, we ended up making decision to move back with my mom a couple months or move back with my mom after all that happened. Um, this was April of 2020 and uh, we were moved back with my mom. We're talking about all going back to church together stuff like that getting the family back together because at that point my parents were uh, separated at that time um uh at that point we were with her for about two weeks before she passed of a drug overdose and uh it was a uh, it was rough for me it was rough for my family um but during all that time god really provided uh in finances and a place to live and and in grief and comfort, he really did comfort me in that time, you know, and uh, I ended up uh, saying we need to, I ended up going to church the next day and saying this is where I need to be in church during that time because I know that's where God was, that's where his spirit was, that's where his comfort was. Um, it's going to fast forward a little bit. Now it's 2022. Um, my sister uh, isn't saved at this point. Um, she hasn't been saved since my mother passed. Uh, I've been, my family's been contending. Uh, uh, me and my dad have been contending, praying for her to get saved, get right, that God would intervene. And, uh, and, and God ended up intervening, you know, uh, some things ended up happening with her that uh, she ended up coming back home to live with us. And she ended up coming back to church, getting saved, getting her life right. And uh, I could say today that now she's in ministry. She's a part of uh, two bands. She's in the song service as a backup singer and a, and a, a bass player. And you know, I just want to thank God for my salvation and all that he's done man it's it's so amazing to hear your testimony and how god was just and had a hold on you and your family and even through the up and down you still believed in god so we're going to be getting into a topic today we're going to be talking about basically that tomorrow is not promised tomorrow isn't guaranteed and uh it personally goes with ezra with his testimony would um I believe does someone have a scripture? Is it this Yeah, it says in James four fourteen, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? Is it even a vapor that that appears for a little time and then vanishes away? That's just it's amazing how 
God pictures our lives as a vapor. Because this what he says is basically true. Maybe to us it seems so long, but in a blink of a, a blink of an eye, we could die. In a blink of an eye, something could happen. A giant like change could happen. And it just it amazes me that does anyone else have any comments on this? Uh, I think that scripture is important, you know, just about my testimony and about my mother. Because um, I, I do remember talking to her before the night she passed and, you know, really having that one-on-one -on -one moment with her before uh, she passed. She didn't know she was going to pass that next day, but I ended up, you know, talking to her and just saying, you know, we're not, we're not promised tomorrow. Uh, our lives are, you know, as the Bible says, a vapor, you know, here today and gone the next. And uh, she she did end up saying, you know, I, I have time. I have time to get right with God. Um, she ended up passing away that next day. And, you know, that's one thing that like still is in my heart till this day is knowing, you know, that that scripture is so true. It every word of it is true that you know what is our lives it's here today and it's gone tomorrow you know we're, we're not promised tomorrow in our lives when we speak of like not tomorrow promise, we're not talking about oh we're definitely 100 percent gonna die there's no guarantee but we're talking about things we could do now as getting saved now what if that's what we're trying to talk about, what we're trying to message we're trying to give out what if there's no tomorrow but you know that you're right with god do you know you're going to be able to make heaven your home or you should be hoping for tomorrow hoping that there is a tomorrow because that i don't know what context context that scripture is but that's mo that's what the scripture i use when i witness to someone that's the scripture i use when i bring someone understand that there is not a tomorrow is not guaranteed and good chunk of us do believe that there was time there's still more so, so much time because we're so ahead of ourselves oh tomorrow i'm gonna plan out my day i'm gonna do this tomorrow i'm gonna do that the next day and the next and on and on because that's how we see it on the calendar the days are planned out and this will guarantee these days but those things that we can get done now the would it be better to get that now than tomorrow? Um, Jay, do you have anything to say? Like, part of my testimony that I put is my brother, which was a big part of, like, my testimony is my, he, God gives us, uh, chances. Not just one, not just two. He gives us many chances in our lives to get it right. Because I remember... When my brother was with us, he would be, like, off and on for, like, being saved because he would go with um, his mom. But then it went to my mom and dad because he was in a coma. So, basically, it, it was what my mom and dad got from my ancestor was this was, like, his last chance because he was doing a lot of, like, witchcraft and stuff. So, basically, he got saved before he passed away, but... It like gave a revelation to us like 
God put him in that state. Like, people would have, like, from other perspectives, maybe, like, well, why would God put him in a coma? But it was for the purpose of him to not be doing, like, this witchcraft and stuff that he may be tempted to. But then at the end of it, he got saved, and now he's in heaven. But he still had to make a choice. Because, again, God can't make us do stuff. 100% at basically at the end of the day we're gonna have to make a decision we're gonna have to make decision either to follow God or go the opposite direction I know I don't know if I told this in the last episode with pass along but in my testimony video I know I said this I used to play football and I had to make this I had to make a decision either keep on playing football and living in sin or Quit it completely and start following God fully and give him, giving him my heart. And I bet God could, he could have gave me other chances to do this. But I had to make that decision that day to either quit football or follow God. And uh, we just got to be grateful that God even gives us a chance to for a decision, even a chance for today, then instead of tomorrow. Because who knows how a heart is tomorrow? Sometimes we feel like doing something today, and the next day we don't. And um, anything else you guys want to add to that? Yeah, just uh, um, like in my life and my testimony, right? I was I was backslid. Um, out of the church and like I would be at school you know I wouldn't cuss you know I'd be that kid that didn't cuss at school everyone asked me why don't you cuss I just it's I just don't feel like it you know I don't I don't see the reason to cuss you know but it was in inside my life inside my heart you know just knowing that it was wrong that it was a sin you know um, even hanging out with the wrong friends, what they do, they'd be uh, uh, smoking weed, and you know I'd be there, and I'd just be like, uh, "Do you want some?" I'm no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't want to do that. Not because I I didn't want to. It's because I knew it was wrong in some extent. Um, there's a scripture inside the Bible in uh, James four seventeen that says, "Therefore, to him, to know." to who knows to do good and does not do it to him it is sin and just knowing that you know it was wrong and knowing that it was a sin you know that's where i got convicted you know and then uh and then when i came back to church right i didn't want to get saved at that point um i didn't even remember what was preached and just asking God, you know what? Just if you're if you're real, then you you'd show me some way. And it was that decision, that crossroad in my life, where I had to to, to make the decision at that point when God did show me that He was real to finally be okay. This, this is the decision I'm going to make. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to live my life. And the decision to follow Christ, um, especially not knowing 
what's going to happen tomorrow. 100%. That's not the best feeling, but knowing that you're right with God, even if the whole world might go tumbling down tomorrow, you know that you're right with God, even if you don't feel like it or whatever, you know, deep inside, you know that there's going to be good at the end of the day because we follow a mighty, just righteous God. And uh, <clears throat> a scripture that adds to that for though you don't know when, it's uh, Matthew 24, 42. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. And uh, let me just, just say that that's a powerful scripture right there. Just saying that. Because I know, I can't read. I know in that same scripture, if you go up a little bit more in the chapter, it says even the angels don't even know when God's going to come. Mm-hmm. This is speaking of end times when everything else is going to go away. When there's guarantee that there's no tomorrow. <laughs> That's what basically is telling. And is basically just telling us to get our, our heart right, to be able to follow Jesus now. And... Um, Guys, have any comments? Um, yeah, basically, yeah, basically, just to add into it, on Matthew 24, 13, but, who, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. So it makes, kind. it's kind of like what we talked about in the last podcast, where we have to make decisions. So we have to keep making decisions that we're going to keep serving God. We, it's not just a one day and then that's it. We have to we have to do it every day. Yeah, I I'm thankful that I, I'm I'm serving God. You know, and I'm not like the rest of this world that's find that's searching for something to to believe in to 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 follow when I could just go to God the. The, the creator of everything and have him to follow, have him to show me the way to, to lead my life and the life that I'm living. Um, and I, I think in that same scripture in Matthew 24, verse 13 or 14, um, and the gospel of his kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. And uh, I think that's a very important scripture for all of us as Christians, right? To to go out, you know, the Bible says to go out and be witnesses to all nations, right? Because the end, it, it will it will come, and the Bible talks about it a lot. the end is going to come. Jesus Christ is going to come back. And we got to personally be be ready to be able to make heaven a home. Or if not, you go to the opposite place, everyone knows. And uh, just say that we're trying to open eyes to people to understand that tomorrow is not guaranteed that there is going to be a day coming from God that he's going to come back one day we're not going to we're not saying that oh tomorrow is the last day 
but we're saying what if back to what if what if jesus Christ, jesus christ comes back what if we die tomorrow what if we die tonight or this morning or whatever time it is for you just basically you right with god do you know you're gonna make heaven your home and uh that's the whole reason for this episode this my brother right here his mom went through that chance to for that what if and i'm not saying not trying to say anything bad about or anything but what if this happens to you what if you had that chance to be able to make heaven your home and you decide to wait for it to say oh i got time tomorrow jesus christ is real y'all jesus christ is gonna come back we're gonna keep on saying this because it's true in the bible it says he's gonna come back one day and uh i was just reading this today i don't remember it was in matthew 1 repent jesus says for the, key, the kingdom of god is at hand somewhere i don't remember exactly what it says yeah right here matthew 3 verse 2 and we're saying and saying repent for the kingdom the kingdom of heaven is at hand meaning that god's kingdom heaven is gonna come back is gonna come and jesus is gonna be the one coming for us one coming to get us any other comments you know it's 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 amazing right because the, the bible tells us it tells us of these signs of when he's coming back um in the bible it says it will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the and jesus answered and said to them take heed that no one deceive you for many will come in my name saying i am the christ and i will deceive and will deceive many and will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet and it's it's crazy just to think of what's going on in ukraine right now at this moment uh the, the war going on there and uh, as of today this recording of this episode um some russia sent some uh missiles and they hit over poland and if you don't know what that means means poland is a nato ally which means if russia did that intentionally right and poland takes it as an act of aggression there's this thing in nato called article five where it's basically says you know you mess with one of us you mess with all of us and nato is a group of many countries together so that's a big thing that was going on today is is if is are we going to go to war with uh this big uh, superpower russia because of this and that's just crazy because you know the bible says rumors of wars and wars uh and uh even it says for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines pestilences and beginning of sorrows 
then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you'll be hated, hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. So, talks about, you know, that these things must happen before and as signs of the end. And, you know, there's some countries out there that persecute Christians, you know? Persecution's already happening. Uh, may not be happening here in the United States, but it, it is definitely happening in other countries, right? Um, there's, I don't know if you've noticed, there's a lot of earthquakes recently. Um, and, you know, it's kind of, kind of makes you think, right, we're living in the end times. You always hear about this end times and it's crazy to think like what you just said what if i'm not right when the end comes what if i don't go to heaven what if i'm not saved when this happens and and the bible also talks about lawlessness and uh, it's crazy because just listening to the news nowadays talking about lawlessness right exactly what the bible talks about uh 2020 in 2020 there was uh, the, the riots that happened and cities were burning to the ground because there was no law there's no order they just went out there um law is is important for us right god gave us laws to follow one do not sin right ten commandments love your neighbor uh honor your honor your mother and father and as soon as you stop following them laws then your heart grows cold you grow cold the world goes cold grows cold and when that happens right the end will come and just i'm glad that i am saved Amen, brother. Amen. That's so true, man. It's so true. I didn't even know that Ukraine, no, no, is it Russia was hitting Poland with missiles, man. That just amazes, not amazes me, but like it, it adds up to more that <clears throat> there's a chance that there's going to be a World War Three. Not a chance, 100%. If, if Russia did it on purpose, then there's a hundred percent USA is gonna get in. I don't know exactly who else is in NATO. All I know is USA, and I know there's other countries in in there too. But there's gonna be another World War, World War Three, and uh, again, what if, what if good chunk, a good chunk of us gonna have to join the military, and um, what if you die out though? Or do you guys have any other comments you guys want to add to it? Um, I don't know if you've 
listen to the uh, sermon uh, Scott Lamb preached, I believe it was Scott Lamb, about, you know, uh, the coming of Christ, right? And he, he really breaks it down good. Basically, what he says is he believes that, you know, we're going to see God come back in this generation and even down to him saying it might be next year. Dang. So, you know, just makes you think, right? When God comes back, am I going to be saved? Am I going to make it? Um, so I think it's very crucial that you give your life to Jesus and you, you don't mess around. You don't, you don't do, you don't sin, you don't do anything that's going to separate you from God because there might be that chance that you just don't make it. You, you, you're not saved when he comes back. Does anyone else have any other comments? Yeah, I would like to say, um, adding on to what you were saying, First Thessalonians 5.2, which says, For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Which is adding on to what Rafa was saying about that where we don't know what day or hour that God is going to be coming back. Thank you for watching the whole episode. That concludes today's topic. Tomorrow is not promised. And uh, signing out. See you in the next episode. Bye. Just talked about um, that we that Jesus is going to come back at a day or an hour we do not expect. Um, we could speculate all we want when he's going to come back, but no one knows. Not even the angels know. And uh, I just want to take this moment, you know, to, to, to pull an altar call to ask you, maybe you're watching this, this video right now and you're not saved and you know you're not right with God. Or maybe you're saved, but you, you still know you're not right with God and you're backslidden in your heart. If you'd, you'd say, you know, that's me. I, I don't want to get left behind. I don't want to. I, I don't want to go to a devil's hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to be saved. I want God to live with me, to live knowing that I am right with God. If that's you, and you know, you know that's you. You just admit it. You know that you're not right with God. And I just want to pray with you. If you repeat this prayer after me and say, Father God, change me. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Deliver me from these evil ways. I know that you died. I know that you died on the cross for my sins so that I could be forgiven, so that I could have eternal life. So I don't have to worry about if I'm saved or not when you come back. And I ask you to change me, make me a new person, and change my life. In Jesus' name, amen.